Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. Hello, this is Kerry, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck. Hey, what the actual fuckers and welcome to WTAF for this country podcast. I'm here with the man with the biggest knob. In- <laughs> 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 it's Neil. Well, thank you very much. Or should we go old school, pal? But hoy hoy. Hoy hoy. Goodness me. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm saying nothing. This I'll, is I'll take that. Episode 197, I think this is it now, Neil. Um, got three, three episodes left. So we're here to do the Top Trumps, the final Top Trumps episode, uh, Kerry Mucklow. And we are joined by some of our wonderful Patreon peepers. Hello, Kim. Hello. Hello, Helena. Hello. Hello, Dougie, Dougie, fresh, fresh. <laughs> hello there. And hello, the aftermaths ross carpenter hi uh so we're gonna uh we're gonna go through all of the scores we're gonna have some fun this will be the the last episode that we're gonna have loads of people on because next week it will be the uh well helena will join us hopefully i mean if she's on time and we'll have to you know god knows what time it's going to be that could go on all night but uh she's gonna be taking on the ultimate champion sarah uh for the uh for the chance of being the ultimate what's more than ultimate is there another thing after ultimate definitive definitive, definitive. yes that's a good one oh, and you, you said yeah, that both, to... they both mean the same thing but oh for fuck's sake ross <laughs> Well, no, they both work. That's well, that's fine. That's fine. Ross the Thesaurus. Thesaurus. Oh, God, what, did I, what an open goal that was. What an open goal that was. <laughs> what did you say? The Thesaurus. Oh, that's just fucking All right. class. You would have got it. You would have got that it. That is class, though. I that don't needs know to come it. up in the live show somewhere. Yes. Put it yes. on the bit of paper, Let Perth. me put that yeah. on there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Thesaurus. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, dear. Anyway, we're here to sort out Kerry McClough's top trumps, the final one. I think it's the 25th card. Uh, so we're going to go through her scores uh, and get her final scores. Um, we're going to start with Neil and the got range score, Neil, for Kerry. A very low 25. Um, she's not at all got it in her. She's got a little bit. She'll give Curtin a slap and a push when she's pissed off with him. But remember, she gets overtaken by um, the young lads that she hangs around with. You remember her getting her trousers ripped off in the background and all that? So I don't think she's got very much range at all. Okay. All talk and no action. Okay. Ross? Sorry, the aftermaths, Ross? <laughs> range, Kerry Marklow. Um, she gets about the village a lot, doesn't she? So she can, I mean, I think she's, uh, prepared to do the mileage. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone for how far she'll go out of the village and back. What is her range? The oh, travelling range. <sighs> See, Ross, this is why we write our scores down before we get onto the podcast. <laughs> well, as a, as a, uh, you know, has she got range? Yes. Fuck <laughs> me. High level. Okay, but how, how well do you think she'd do in a fight? Let's put it that way. Well, I think she'd do well in a fight. I think she's uh, got a bit of bulk behind her. You okay? To slam over people. And um, <laughs> I think she has got some front, and maybe that's a little bit of bravado, but I think she's quite still thinks. I think that confidence that that gives her will push if needs be. Okay, and what score are you going to give her out of a hundred? If there, how many? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Okay, uh, Kim. Uh, I've got thirty. I think she she likes to think and act tough, but when it comes down to it, there's not a lot behind that. Okay, that's a good one. Who's got a, something going on in the background now? Yeah, yeah. I'm- I felt, I I felt something. She's <laughs> something. Is that something from your pink basket there, Kim? <laughs> it may be. I'm just going to close the door. Okay. I think you should close a few more things than the door. So. <laughs> uh, Helena, uh, what's your score? Uh, I've gone 20. Okay. So I think she says all the right things and she can make a good threat and whatever. But actually, as soon as it was to turn physical, she just turned around the other way because mm. she could. She'd be a, a flight, not a fight in in that sort of scenario. But, I mean, she does slap Curtin when he annoys her. She mm. does know her wrestling moves and stuff. So there is a little bit of something there, but I think predominantly she just ran away. So 20. Okay. Uh, Dougal McDougal, what's your score out of 100? Uh, yes, I've gone low as well. I've gone 24. Um, she does tell us uh, about the time she had a fight with Darren Lacey at the bus stop. But I don't know if any of us really believe uh, that that happened. Uh, sounds sounds like bullshit. Um, she does uh, have a bit of power over Kurt, and I think she gets him in a headlock in oven space. Does uh, when he steals the cheese is a headlock, or yeah. she just sort of pulls his hair, to, pulls his curtains to the ground. Mm. Uh, but I think that, that that could have happened in their mid twenties when it is then, or that could have been happening when they were five. So that's I think she's got the confidence to do that to Curtin, but nobody else. Um, she does, I was going to give a 15, but she gets a few bonus points for scaring Dan uh, and then giving Dan another reaction that we, we don't want to talk about just now. But um, <laughs> that's, that, that reaction all comes, as we know, from her being scary. So there we go. 
Okay. Well, I've gone 30 as well. Um, I think, like a few of you have said, I think she's got a lot of front. I think she likes to talk a good game. But I think that she, I think she'll run a mile if somebody actually went to to, to go for her. So, um, what about Vicarious Range? She's got Mandy's. What does Vicarious mean, Ross? I, not means, for me. For anyone Ross. else. Yeah, yeah, if anyone else Ross. doesn't know what that means, well, vicarious. explain to them what vicarious Ross means. Yeah. Vicarious means sort of through someone. So yeah, that's right. The yeah. the association with Mandy does that yeah. count in her favour? Does that Good. give her range? Good question. Uh, panel, because <laughs> <laughs> um, we're asking about Kerry in particular, I don't think it does. No. Okay. We'd give all the credit to Mandy on that front, surely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mandy's got range points and through the roof. It just means I just I just think it just means that people might not start on Kerry because of that association. Doesn't mean she'd handle any better in a fight though, so point still. That's a good point. And I just realised I've got a frog in here. <laughs> wow. yeah. I'm easily replaced, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> There's a frog, I can see a frog. Hey, oh, amphibians. I don't know that anyone would want to start a fight with Kerry, though. Um, Clean not that frog. Poor <laughs> <laughs> frog. Um, no, but I, I just think that actually almost people would sort of feel a little bit of pity for her. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. Mrs. Wicks lets her get away with robbing the bloody shop and riding around like she's a menace on two wheels and stuff. And they kind of just allow her to do all of that, almost a bit of pity, a bit of sympathy for her, and feel a bit sorry for her. I, I just think she's allowed to get away with stuff. Do you think also, that might be, do you think that might be because she's under the umbrella of the vicar? Yes. More than anything else. They don't want fiery Francis on their tail. Oh, God, yeah. no. No. Oh, shit. I, was I think it's say... because she, she lacks a bit of intelligence, doesn't she? she I, I don't think that probably counts against her in that respect. She's like a cow, isn't she? Yeah. Crossing people's categories is dangerous. Like, I mean, Mandy knows the vicar. Are we going to give Mandy points for random acts of kindness? I'm not. Not. It's a multiverse now, Ross. You started a, a yeah, big, yeah. multiverse, which I'm here for. Definitely. Yeah. No. Good point. Okay. Both, well, both good points. Both fine points that we've. Made. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, good points. Um, I will apologise now if I do get distracted because the frog has disappeared. Frog. <laughs> well, he's disappeared. I don't know where the fuck he's gone now. Oh, so I could crawl up your trouser leg like he's in behind your path. Well, I've got shorts on, so it'll be a good jump if he gets up my trouser leg. But that's a bit disconcerting. Anyway, let's go on to Peeper. Um, let's go for Ross. The aftermath's Ross. Uh, your score for peeping for Kerry. I'm going to go quite low on this. Okay. I'm going to go 15. I think she's very sexless. Not a lot of romance. All she's had to do is stave off Dan. Um, she is kind of... Obviously, she's older by Series 3 than she was in Series 1. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's chronology. chronology. Um, but... So, I mean, naturally, she's going to start to, to wander. So I, I'm not giving her a, a very, like, an entirely single-figure score, but I, I think she's pretty sexy throughout the show. So, 15. Okay. Kim? I, I'm sorry, but I've gone three. 
And I only gave those three points for that bit when Soph came on the scene, the way that she was looking at Curtin and Sophie when they were kissing. I think there was a little bit of something there that was a, could have been jealousy, I you know. But other than that, I don't think it's on her radar at all, anything like that. Okay, Helen. Oh, And she's grossed out as well, isn't she, by, um, by Curtin and Sophie as well. Yeah, is that no? Is it a gooseberry or raspberry? Which is it? It's when gooseberry. you're the gooseberry. gooseberry. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think she's feeling a bit like a gooseberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Helena, your score five. Uh, it's not her area of expertise, and the only reason I've gone five, slightly different from Kim, is that she's got some photos of Kane Dingo under her bed, and that's more that she admires his acting and stuff than she than the kind of sexual side of it. I think, but. For that race more reason she scores a few points, but otherwise, I mean, you'd probably be in minus figures without that, wouldn't it? Bless I you. agree. Yeah. Okay. Um uh donkey don- donkey donkey. Your reputation I don't know why Donkey Kong, that makes absolutely no sense at all. No. <laughs> With all of the different um, Nicknames we've given you. Anyway. Never mind. Have Peter Parker, <laughs> Pebble. Right, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I went eight. Uh, and after listening to those, I'm thinking maybe that was even a little bit high. Um, she, I would have liked to have seen how she would have reacted if she'd actually got to see Jim Tucker at the Steam Fair. Um, but I don't think she would have been, like, discreetly peeping, I think. If you're not, like, literally hiding in the bushes or, you know, far away with binoculars, it, it doesn't really count. Um I only thought she, she does know a lot about the village uh, residents, some things they probably wouldn't like her to know, like the guy with the action man incident uh, sprung to mind. Um, yeah. She also knows everything, I don't know if you know, everything there is to know about Len. Um, and she's a bit, of a bit of a gossip queen, and I don't know where she gets this information from. I, I do believe that most of it's probably true. But um, yeah, more, more of a spy than a peeper. So I've, I've got eight, and that's probably high. Okay. She's, uh, she, she's not a Martin. No. Uh, Neil. Five, the same as Helena. And almost for the same reasons as well that I've written down here. Just for the pictures under the bed and things like that. So, and like Ross said, she make, she is sexless really, isn't she? She makes no comment. And the awkwardness when, with Dan's letters. Yeah, she's got nothing <laughs> there. I mean, even like the, even like that letter that came when you thought it was going to be sexual, it was jumping on the bed. Mm. Mm. Just she's she's more likely to do that kind of thing, mm. the boy than. And actually, her worry with those letters was more about the physical threat, mm. which she doesn't know how to do with as much as she doesn't know how to do with the sexual threat. But she misreads it and thinks it's a sexual threat when it isn't. But equally, she doesn't know how. Going back to the got range score, she doesn't know how to manage that either. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I've gone five as well because I think again I don't think it's on her radar. I don't think, you know, she when Curtin reads a threatening letter to her, you can tell that it's a sexual thing. She has no idea that that's mm. what it's that the, the idea is. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same with that. Okay, random acts of kindness. It's over to you, Kim. Okay, no, Kim. Yeah, Kim. Yeah, yeah, but I'm Kim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you. Um, I've gone 78. Ooh. Yeah, because I think there are a lot of things that she's 
doing which she thinks are being acts of kindness. Um, and she does try to be nice about a lot of things throughout all the series, but she never gets it quite right. Yeah, that's a fair fair enough assessment, I think. Yeah, Helena? Very similar, 64. Um, she wants to do the right thing and she wants to please people. I think it's pleasing people more than yeah. anything yeah. Um, and get that gratification because she doesn't get the gratification from her parents. Um, and she does, you know, there's the giving slugs to PlayStation, the £5 for Len, helping with the harvest, doing jobs for her mum, helping Martin with the Dysons and all that. So she does quite a few kind things throughout the things, but probably it's only, all, well, everything, but anyone only does something kind for their own gain, doesn't they? But mm. um, she's always, there's, there's always something in it for her, which is probably that gratification. But yeah. Again, very good. Okay, uh, what do you call a man with a spade in his head? Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Hey! I wanted someone else to figure it, figure that one. Out, so I've said it, said it a lot in my life. I bet you. Uh, I don't think. I don't think we've said we, that uh, to you. Do we not do backstories anymore? No, because well, there's so many people, and yeah, you know, and we've only got like I think three terabytes. Have a good one, I know. Hey, Doug. I, I reckon we need to hear Doug's at the end. He have you got? Have you got one? one? Have you? Have you got one prepared? I have, it's, it, I have it. It's very short. Um, I, I only mentioned that because I've gone on to that section by accident instead of my top choice. Oh, right. Well, do you want to um, go on then? You can do it for us if you want to. Go on. Well, it, it's very brief. And again, it's a bit like uh, what I did with Rob Robinson. It's not a backstory because we know a lot about her past. Uh, I just thought it was fun to think about what she would have done during the lockdown um, at the start of the pandemic. Okay. Uh, so my guess was that during lockdown, um, Kerry let Curtin move in uh, to her mum's house because basically Curtin went for a vape. He was very stressed about life without the vicar. The vape gave him a cough and his nan thought he was coughing because of COVID, so <laughs> kicked him out. Um, so K- Kerry very random, kindly um, <laughs> let him uh, move in uh, and they spent six months of lockdown driving Sue absolutely up the wall. Um, I think they spent the early days watching Disney Plus and resurrected Jackass Club in the garden. Uh, and then eventually Kerry got bored of this, uh, got a job at Tesco, but was fired uh, very swiftly for stealing toilet roll. Uh, she spent the rest of the lockdown keeping herself busy by creating and hosting the virtual pub quiz from the Keeper's Pub Facebook page with an average of four teams a week. And that's it. That's uh, very good. Kerry in lockdown. Um, but the random acts of kindness bit, that's, <laughs> what I, that's what I went to. It was eight, 82. Oh, okay. Uh, that was the score. So it, again, it's high. Uh, she supports local businesses. Uh, well, at least Mandy. Uh, she invites Curtin straight into the juice business uh, and the dump gang. Although I think she enjoys the power of the dump gang. As Anna said, it's, it's about making yourself feel good. So she enjoys being the big boss. Um, and that after Random Acts of Kindness, thinking series two, she gets gradually worse. Uh, and the af- and aftermath, as we know, she's pretty awful. And then... Um, and there's just one other bit that really lets her down, and it's the way she betrays Griff uh, without battering <laughs> yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, like uh, most of the <laughs> does, I think there's absolutely tons you can say about her kindness, um, and 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 it ends on a high as well with the way she speaks mm. to the vicar and calls him a legend. That's a yeah. lip quivering mm. moment, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Eighty-two. I mean, when she does get sacked from the. Um, 
from the recycling center. She's doing it for you know, she's she's finding Wickery is a nice little golf clock and puts bath a curtain and stuff. So she's finding nice things that they would like, not in the right way. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't, it, it yeah. says that dump is her John Lewis. John Lewis went bust anyway. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I don't I don't think she's selling the stuff on. She's just giving it to people, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um well I've gone for ninety for a random acts of kindness yeah. again for literally with the same sort of things you've been saying i think if you if you put the random acts of kindness and cock womble together i think she's more kind than she's a cock womble yeah. and i think she she yeah. has good intentions at heart i think sometimes they're a little misguided sometimes she sees red mist but she's quite happy to get in and help out with lord of the harvest and you know all of those kind of things she'll come in book clubs she'll get involved she'll want to help out she'll help out the vicar when she can um but she can have a moody moments but then who 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 doesn't um so yeah so i've gone for 90 neil 80 um very much in the same reasons that everybody said uh save repeating ourselves again i think her heart's in the right place really deep down mm. And, you know, she means well at the end of it. It's just idiotic choices afterwards, isn't it? So, 80. Okay. And Ross? Yeah, I'd, I'd said 80 as well. Same things. Um, of course, she was helping the vicar with tending to the garden as well. She got Sophie back for curtain. Yeah. Maybe, as Helena said, it's kind of never, nothing's ever selfless, is it, by anyone? Mm. Um, unless you don't tell anyone about it. So, I think doing something good is still good. Wonderful. Okay, uh, down to Cockwomble now, and it's up to you, Helena. Um, 37. Um, she can be a bit of an idiot, um, but it's more because she's easily led. Um, I don't know that she'd necessarily think to be an idiot and do stupid stuff off her own back. I don't think she's got the intelligence for that. Um, she's definitely a follower rather than an instigator. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, Doug. Just plain uh, simple, Doug. This time. Yeah, that was that was actually quite um, quite upsetting. Just hearing. Oh, sorry. Birthday <laughs> <laughs> so is yeah. definitely over now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've, I've actually gone eighty-two. I've gone quite high. Um, I think a, a huge, huge part of the narrative of the whole show is about uh, the learning curves of Kerry Curtin and and, and the vicar. Um, and certainly in Kerry's case, every time we think she's turning over a new leaf, she, she goes the other way. So like in King of the Nerds, you know, it's very horrible what she learns about how it is to be in major debt. Uh, but by the end of the episode, um, she's taken out another loan and she's going to buy a PlayStation. Uh, by the end of Aftermath, she's um, spending time with the younger brothers and, and it looks like almost settling down, having some closure. But again, uh, by the end of the following episode, she's just betrayed you know, throwing Griff to the walls without battering an eyelid. Um, and I think Curtin sums this up really well for her when um, he says that she was obsessed with saving the bees, but then the next day he saw a stamp on one. <laughs> I think that's basically Kerry's, you know, look, trick almost tricks the audience into thinking that she's learned and developed as a character, but then, you know what, she hasn't. But we wouldn't have it any other way, so it works. But yeah, it's gone, yeah, pretty high, uh, 82. 82. Wow. Okay. Uh, I've gone 75. Um, and again, um, big D, same sort of things as, uh, as what you're saying. Cause she's, she, she can be lovely, but she can be a right knobhead as well. And, and, you know, unprovoked 
knobbedness or, or cockwombleness, if you like. Um, so, yeah, I've gone pretty high with uh, 75. Neil? I'm on a smack down the middle 50 for exactly the reasons you've just said. One moment she can be doing something that's absolutely um, not cockwombleness, and the next minute she's a complete git, like Doug said, with Griff. I mean, we're throwing him to the wolves. <clears throat> so smack bang in 50. Okay. Uh, Ross? 50 again, yeah. I was thinking oh. it swings both ways. You've... <laughs> we, um, <laughs> it's a pendulum really she's she's back and forth around it i think there's reasons you know you, she's got her dad's love she's trying so hard to get so i think that kind of influences that could influence someone's behavior uh particularly the way she sort of sees him around the village regularly it's not like he's just left and she's not seeing him so i think that's going to impact the um the griff thing was just bad and swings it one way but then she's she's got a heart i think she's got a good heart deep down so that swings it back the other so 50 okay kim i went 50 as well <laughs> i really struggled with this score because like you say there's so much on one side and then so much on the other and i think a lot of it is around how like her um her role models and everything i think there's never been anyone in her life that she's mm-hmm. learned really good things from or really bad things from so i think that's why i went straight down the middle okay i think it's always better to be a higher score random acts of kindness than cock womble i think everybody yes. if you're yeah. doing that then you're doing something right isn't that right ross yeah. i think so yeah, yeah. i wasn't that's pointing that towards <laughs> you i was i was just trying to sort of like you know i could have easily said neil or i could absolutely. have said you know absolutely uh, okay, um, having a laugh, the final one. Doug Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 77. Wow, um, all the sevens. Yeah, she's, um, I mean, for me, she's maybe, a change on a regular basis, but maybe my favourite and the funniest uh, character in the show. Um, but then she's also not. Yeah, she's no laughing matter if you are any of the characters. Um, so she sort of pranks absolutely everyone, but I feel like we'll go ballistic if the, you know, the joke's turned on her. Um, so you've got Bedgate, you've got the prank call to her own mum at station, uh, swapping Len and Arthur's bins around, uh, burning Slugs's, is it Slugs's nipples or something for science? Um, but it was for science. It was um, for science, um, yeah. All, 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 of, all of the things that uh, follow on from that. Uh, but then when Curtin steals the cheese uh, in oven space and throws a shoe on the train, uh, or when Slugs and Porkchop tackle her, it's, you know, it's like the end of the world. So again, a, a, well, a bit like her dad in that way, um, sort of can get, give a joke but can't take a joke. But I didn't want to give her such a low score because um, every single episode she makes us howl multiple times mm-hmm. of laughter. So, yeah, 77 Okay. Uh, well, I've gone 30, so I have gone pretty low. But I'm looking at it from a point of view of living, if you li- lived in the village with Kerry, I don't think you would think that she's much of a laugh because she's she would be, a, and she does kind things, but I don't think she does anything that if you lived in the village, you would go, oh, it's Kerry, oh, bless her. Oh, Kerry, just being Kerry. I think she'd really piss you off. I think because she's just, she would just like be this, menace going around the village so uh, i've gone for a relatively low 30 neil 
I have gone for a high 80 because <clears throat> I think she's always trying to have a laugh. The way you look at things, <clears throat> it, it, pretty much what Doug said, you know, not everybody will find it funny, but she's out for a laugh, isn't she? A lot of the time in what she does. Um, yeah. So mm. 80. Okay. Uh, Aftermath Ross? <laughs> 65. Same thing. That's it. Um, (laughs) thank you Ross Uh, Kim (laughs) is that it is that all you want to say no I did have something then Um, she's in the she's in the middle of everything isn't she even if it's bad stuff her house getting plumbed she's still in the thick of stuff Um, and and there are lots of elements where she does lots of times where she does do stuff for a bit of banter a bit of fun she loves when Uncle Nugget's coming out because she's excited about going down the pub and, mm. and everything else. Um, so, yeah, I don't think she's, you know, top end, but she's above average, above halfway, I think. Okay. Uh, Kim? Uh, you know what they say about great minds? Um, Which mind? No. no. Uh, seven, <laughs> seven, I went oh, 77. Oh, yeah. the yeah. sevens. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I put that she tries to have a laugh but she's quite immature in a lot of her ways and and things but um yeah mainly same reasons as everybody else has said okay helena has your number got a seven in it it has oh here we go drum roll oh, okay. <laughs> 76 oh, oh 76 to 77 yeah um and um so she does like a laugh and a joke and that's all they've got that's all she can uh, do. That's, isn't it? that's about say. all they've got in the village is to have a bit of fun. Yeah. So at three o'clock in the morning, when there's a hedgehog in the garden, looks like grumps. That's a laugh because that's about all they've got that they can laugh about. And I totally get that coming from a small town in the middle of summer. Well, South Somerset, where there's nothing to do, you do find things that amuse you just because that's what we've got. But actually, quite a lot of her score for me is all about her facial expressions. Yes. Because mm. they are fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I was going to say. Actually, the, the going to look at the the fox that are decomposed, mm-hmm. just those little things of you know picking up a pez from the floor, just a pez dispenser from the floor. Yeah. It's that boredom that drives you to do anything to make life worth living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, worth living. Yeah. <laughs> for what that is worth. That's uh, thanks for for finishing on a bit of a low there, Ross. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Anyway, anyway, oh, I got to keep the energy going. So that's it. So that's all the scores from everybody. Um, here are Kerry's final scores from us. Uh, got range thirty two, Peeper seven, Random Acts wow. of Kindness seventy nine, mm-hmm. Cockwomble fifty seven, having a laugh. 67. Unfortunately, it wasn't 77, but there we go. Uh-huh. We can't have any. That's anything. a good card, then. Oh, hang on. Did you get middle of the road ones there? Yeah. Sorry, uh-huh. what, what, Ross? Did you say 57 for one of them? Uh, yeah, Cockwomble. She got a Heinz. Yeah. Oh, hey. 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 oh well, well done. Done. she got a Heinz. There you go. She oh, got a Heinz. <laughs> I, how, how do you follow that? I mean, how do you follow that? Six, I just, yes, anyway. Well done, Ross, on that one. Well done. Um, yeah, like you were saying, Helena, it's a pretty good card to have because they're not 
I mean, you got seventy nine, and you've got the one seven there, but they're they're good, solid numbers there. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, big doubles. Mm. Oh, so as, as the main character, you wanted to be a good car. You know, if you've got the Star Wars top chumps and you've got Luke Skywalker and Solo, you don't want them to. You want them to be a high scoring car. You don't want to get like yeah, and find out actually, you know, they just shit mm. everything. So that's, that's mm. it. So it should be. Yeah, um, hopefully, yeah, the Vicar and Kurt and a sim- similar high scores are they. Um, yeah. let's shall I have a look? Keep talking, yeah. and I'll have a look. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking, keep just, talking. Just rifling through the deck. <laughs> I am just <laughs> through the, the virtual deck at the moment. I mean, like I say, the plan is that we will get these cards Printed. made somehow. Um, I don't quite know how, but uh, oh, I, but, I've been on the case already, Pav. I'll share it all with you now. We've got to the end. There's oh. a guy that I've got a set of this country um, playing cards. So I'm sure he could easily make. And he made the board game, so I'm sure he could easily make top trump cards. There you go. I'm sure I'm, that we could do. That. Yeah, but <laughs> hang on, <laughs> Bloody, I haven't got my readers. You see, I haven't got my readers, <laughs> so I need to see where. Where curtain is? Where the bloody hell's curtain then? What? Oh, no, it was quite an early one, wasn't it? Oh, there he is. All right, so curtain got range was nineteen against uh, Kerry's thirty-two. Peep in eighteen against Kerry's seven. Random act of kindness eighty-one. Yeah. Wow. To Kerry's seventy-nine. Cockwomble sixty-seven. To Kerry's uh, fifty-seven, and having a laugh sixty-nine. So. Curtain beats her, beats her on pretty much every one apart from Got Range. But I, 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 that's fairly accurate if you ask me. I would say that you would expect him to just, I think. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. Who else was it? Well, the Vickers. We see what the Vickers. I mean, the Vickers, you know, yeah. Anyway. And of course, being a cockwomble, you want a lower score, right? You would want a lower score, but. Uh, in, I want win top trumps. Yeah. In, yeah. The, the game, it would be the highest score would win it. Is it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's always the highest, isn't it? I play Supercar Top Trumps, and it'll be like, I don't know, uh, it would be 0 to 60. You play um, which kind of Top Trumps? Huh? You play which kind of Top Trumps? Uh, this was Supercar Top Trumps. Super. So you'd have a Porsche, and it would be like 0 to 60, 5.2 seconds, versus a Nissan Micra, 900 seconds. Of course, the Porsche wins with the three point two seconds. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So the strongest positive. But in my isn't Kingdom Brunel top trumps? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant, yeah, um, yeah. You know the length of the bridge. So you want a longer bridge, so oh, sure. you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. But 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 that's the feat of engineering. So that gets you because that's the higher of the positive, or the lower of the negative. No, right, I, I I see I see what you mean. So, like Cockwomble and Peeper are the negative trait. No, but you want a lower score traits. for those. To yeah, that card I would. Yeah, but you'd want higher on the others. Yeah, but wouldn't you want? Well, that's an odd one, though, isn't it? Because if you yeah, have Martin, with Peeper, Martin is your top trump, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. And surely Mandy is is got range. She must be a. Yeah, got range. I think, range, she's I think pretty with... much is there, isn't she? That's yeah. a positive one. I can't believe after 25 episodes of this shit, we're now working out the rules. <laughs> you know what? When you make the sets and people buy them and they will play them how they play them in their houses. Yeah, it's if, like Monopoly. If Curtin's got 0 to 60 in three seconds and Martin's got 95 for peeping. Yeah. We'll decide who wins on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, we could just put a little rule card in there saying, play it how you, you want. 
That's it. Yeah. Just play it how you want. Have fun. <laughs> oh, Love oh. each other. Yeah. Well, like, what you'd put is Big Mandy makes the rules up. Yeah. 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 So, no, she doesn't make them up. That's what they, That's are. What they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's a very valid question. It is a very valid question. But considering this is like the third episode before we finish the whole podcast, who gives a <laughs> shit? Who really gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about it now, Ross. Although are I we gonna think... have like a as the live show? We can have like a massive top jump off type thing. You know, we all get a card and just see who wins. Or well, we're hoping there's going to be more than twenty-five people at the show, Helena. For a start, well, I mean, like after party, gets... then we can. Oh, we after party! Oh, tour, yeah. Man. I mean, we can. Yeah, because oh, I hope, as Neil said, it's all in his hands. He's going to get some sets. We can. I'm sure we can find a little corner somewhere, and we can have a top trump off. <laughs> have, a, have a good top trump. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we'll do it. I mean, Ross is just going to be gutted if he doesn't get his own card, isn't he? That's all it's going to be. He's just going to be like walking around, just going to random strangers, showing them the card. Look, that's when, um, when you first said that, Hello, I, th- I was envisaging uh, Bruce Forsyth, massive cards. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Well, I mean, the show's just writing itself, if I'm honest. Yeah, it is. <laughs> What a we're great! Gonna, yeah. We're gonna have to have a second night, pal. Gonna cost you all the money you've made from ticket revenue to make yeah, it. Just, <laughs> to get these big, massive cards made. Oh, dear. Oh, we play just, could we just play higher or lower or something like that on the stage? We could. Yeah. Oh, dangerous! We could. You yeah. like Len more than you like Ross. Yes. <laughs> all you need is a is a flip chart, don't you? And, and you write down someone's scores, and you don't have to have like your giant cards. No, right, no. You put all that money on those cards, and then Jill would stand in front of the projector anyway. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Ten seconds of your fun will be over, and you'd they'd just be wasted. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, and then the same photo as Ross as the sun would just keep reappearing on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. I was going to say because obviously this is the last time that we're going to be uh, chatting to you guys. For the podcast, because as we've said, the the Patreon's going to carry on even when we stop the podcast because we love doing this every well, it's every couple of weeks now. So we're going to keep the uh, this country this week going every uh, uh, every two weeks, um, but not next week. The week after, Neil and I are going to be doing our little look back over the 199 episodes in the last four years. Um, but in regards to the, the, the not necessarily the podcast, but what's happened in the whole this country adventure going through each of you one by one, what's been like the one thing that you'll sort of take away from the whole, this country um, experience, if you like, we'll start with you, Kim. I really enjoyed when we, you, you remember when we used to watch the episodes and talk about them. Right. Doing the commentaries the and stuff. Yeah. 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 I really like that. Cause like we're not all together when we watch it usually first time around mm. at home well some of us are i guess maybe yeah um but, um i think it's nice when we can all come together to do that. i'll agree with that kim yeah <laughs> 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 helena what's yours um so it was um the second live show a couple of years ago um i hadn't long been in the dump gang group then and i managed to secure some tickets like last somebody couldn't make it or something and was getting rid of the tickets so I managed to get them I think we were about 10 days to go and so I listened in 10 days to all of the podcasts that have been out up until that point it was quite a lot, wow, yeah. I had, I had a lot to get bless through. your heart 
turned up. I didn't know anybody. I hadn't ever met anybody before or seen anyone and stuff. And then just was kind of welcomed into this Dump Gang family. Had the most amazing weekend because we had the live show and then meet and greet afterwards. Then we went to the vaults afterwards. Then we had the mm. breakfast the next morning. It was just amazing. And then, you know, got this extended family and group of friends now that I just wouldn't have had without that. Mm. Oh, bless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Snoop Dougie Doug. Fucking. Well, wouldn't wouldn't it be possible without any of you, uh, especially you, Ross, um, hosting a quiz with Martin Muckler? Uh, it was it's fucking oh, yeah. insane. Um, and and a few a couple of my friends who who took part in it who tuned in still talk about how we. Um, as he was going through sort of team by team or doing a Q and A, absolutely ripped the piss out of them, uh, and, and they and they were chuffed. Um, and yeah, mm. it was great. It was uh, not something I thought I'd get to do, um, and it was made that third lockdown bearable, should we say? Mm. <laughs> very much um, saved our bacon. So yeah, but thanks to all of you, just uh, Ross helped me get the ball rolling. So special credit to you, mm. I would say. Oh, thanks. Oh, bless. I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to do it without the pod and the dump gang. So, you know, thanks, guys. Bless your heart. Uh, what about you, uh, the Aftermaths, Ross? I, I don't know. It's so hard to say because I, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, the football match was incredible. Like, yeah. such a... I, had, I remember, like, turning around and Kathy and Annabelle were singing a chant after I scored for me. That was amazing. And Daisy commenting on me. Yeah. But then the camping trip was great. The second WTAF, well, I didn't go to the first one. The, the second WTAF was amazing that whole weekend, as Helena said. Oh, yes, I was in the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And meeting them all. Um, uh, the Human Poppy in November. Mm. The first podcast yeah. when I came after work, very nervous. And uh, you welcoming me in. Welcoming me in. Um, the quizzes, just setting the dump gang up and seeing it grow. Every, like it's just, uh, I, I can't really say that there's one single element that's no. more important or no. memorable than the rest. Oh. It's just the whole package, really. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Obviously, I won't ask you, Neil, because we'll have our little... Uh, We're going to have our talk, yeah. We'll have our talk and our get-together, and I'm sure there'll be uh, loads of moisture. And, I'm sure uh, they will. And then we might have a Struggle, cry. We might have a cry as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, so that's it in regards to the top trumps. Um, episode 197 in the bag. 198 will be the comedy, uh, the comedy, well, it probably will be comedy, will be the quiz uh, with Helena and with Sarah. 199 will be our uh, little look back. Then there'll be a bit of a break, and the episode 200, the final episode of the podcast, will be uh, all being well that we can get the audio sorted, will be the audio from the live show, the final live show. Uh, Neil, do you want to tell everybody how they can get tickets? Because I think we have, at the moment, about 20 tickets left. As we record this, but as this goes out only a few weeks before, if there is tickets available, please check at the Sundar box office directly, I would. And get yourself a ticket and come on down to what is sure to be the live show of all live shows. Yes, the link for the tickets is in the show notes. So all you got to do is click on that and that'll take you straight to it. Uh, and if there are any tickets left, I mean, look, who knows? 
they're going to be like gold dust. I've already seen some tickets go on YouTube, not YouTube, was it eBay? <laughs> Fucking YouTube. Oh, that's balls that joke up. I ain't going to bother carrying on with that. Um, uh, but thank you very much to all you lovely uh, peepers for uh, helping us out over the last couple of episodes. Um, it's been loads of fun doing the top trumps like this. Mm-hmm. I wish we'd done a few more like this now because it's yeah. just been it's just been a load of fun just having a bit more of a chat in a different angle. So uh, uh, thank you very much, Kim. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you Helena. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank Helena. you, the aftermaths, Ross. Thanks very much. <laughs> thank you, Ross. And thank you to Big Big D. Double D, the D's peanuts, D's nuts, and Sunny D, <laughs> Sunny D, and any more, and any more. I mean, the half of the live show is just going to be saying hello to Doug. I'm sure it. I is. am expecting you to give him or produce for him the greatest like name badge for him to wear on yeah. the night. Yeah. With oh just all God. of these names on it, you know. <laughs> We've just saved you the budget for these massive cards. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys. I still don't know how how this nickname thing happened. But no, I can't. But was sure. it? It was you talking it, about your 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 childhood, wasn't it? I think I can't remember. I'll have to listen. How did we get? It was about. It was well. It was it was all because of Rob Robinson. At the end I think the it was. I think it was. They'll have to listen. Anybody listen to uh, one of the episodes that we've had with Doug, and it'll all be uh, it'll all be there. Uh, Neil, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pab. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll see you next week for the the uh, quiz thing that we're going to do. What did we end up calling it? The uh, what was it? Ross, uh, the Rossus, what is it? Thesaurus. Thesaurus. What is it, Ross? Definitive. The definitive quiz champion. Good luck, Helena. Yeah. I don't need it. I remember we were starting at like seven o'clock sharp. All right, just just so you know. <laughs> I think all right, thank you, everybody. <laughs> Go and get plumbed, you fuckers. <laughs> Oh, what a fucking mess that was. (laughs) Go out in style. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.